Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the Hot Block Commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fad five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, sort of war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good out there, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm in the building with my family, my brothers from other mothers. We got B. Austin. We got Jimmy the Blueprint. We all here. We're ready to do our thing. Look, there was a huge trade in the NBA this week, and a little bit earlier there was a not-so-huge trade. But before we talk about all that, uh, Fred Perdue, is slated to join us to talk SEC media today, uh, some other topics in college football for about 10 minutes or so. So keep it locked right here um, for this and everything else happening in our world of sports. And if you want to get in on the conversation, make sure you sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at war room sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 minutes when we open up the digital extreme tech hotline. That number is 323 3-2-3. 4100012. But before we get started, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, you guys check out archived episodes of our show at worldroomsports.com, the Worldroom Sports mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitch, and most other places you do your podcast listening. So if there's anything you miss from the past 422 episodes, you can listen at any time. Just go to the website, hit that up, and make sure you do that. But right now, Wanted to ask you brothers real quick, man. The question is, would or wouldn't? <laughs> like, also to be or to not to be type stuff. Would or wouldn't? That is the question. What's up with our president this week, man? And how old does he think the general public is that he can come up with these born yesterday type of walkbacks and think that anybody? outside of the folks who are dead pressed, dead set to believe him, would believe him. What's up with the president, man? Biff tripping. Yo, Biff is out of line. He's out of pocket. He is Putin's lapdog. He is pooping <laughs> on the American public's head. He is peeing on them and telling them it's raining. Candy rain. I don't know, <laughs> man. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, he, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. He he's shown that he gives no f's, and he like why so why start now? This is not even the most egregious thing he's done. So like, you know, to me, well, it's, it's, not it's, it's not the work, of course. But the fact that you know other, con- you know other politicians, even people in his own party, view that as treasonous. Like this really does have to rank as the worst thing he's done. Not the part that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, you know, the, the walking back, the saying I messed up on a word and I meant to say, like, come on, dude. Like, because, it, like, he comes back with that explanation, but, yo, the context leading up to and after 
you said what you said doesn't match what you're trying to do. Like that backlash came back from the wrong people. Like he didn't care if his opponents were like, oh, that's treasonous and this and that. But once he started hearing it from his base, um, I'm not even going to say his own party because he don't give two, you know, Fs about them either. But once he started hearing it from the people, you know, that support him and vote for him, then it, then it started to be a problem. Like, let me go make up some elementary. Yeah. Like, that's the type well, of thing we would have told our mom at, in, like, fourth grade, like, well, to try to get off, out of something. First off, you said something that was interesting, which is his opponents. Like, the fact that we have, like, opponents. Uh, like, yo, this is a country, and you're supposed to be the leader of the country. You're talking about opponents. That's that's crazy to begin right. with. Although, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not I, that I'm naive and don't understand that, but when I just think about that, like, yo, but it is opponents, that. that's crazy. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the one. And two... Um, you know, Bull, to me, it just seemed like I think Bull just afraid of the other Bull. Like, he didn't want to keep that same energy in front of him because he was shook. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't, it's, think, he, I don't I, think he's I, afraid. I, I, I think he's been I laundering he's Russian mob money for 20 years, for 40 years. I, I, I know, I know, I know that's what a lot of people think, but to me, like, when I saw when he walked out with the Bull, like, I saw fear. Like, I think he's afraid of the Bull. And I think. Yo, Wouldn't you be afraid if you was laundering Russian mob money? You be afraid too? No, no, no. I think it's deeper than that, dog. I think it's deeper than that. Like, yo, like he's yo. afraid of the boy. Like the boy would touch his boot and his family. <laughs> With his explanation, though, you know what I liken that to? It's like boy changed a, uh, an F on his report card to an A. But he did it with red ink. Like, he did it with a red pen. Like, it's just so obvious. Like, yo, you really think you're going to get that past us? And that's what I think about. Like, you know, cuz, come on. All right, but enough ado, man. I just wanted to see what y'all thought about, you know, that situation real quick. Um, What we're going to do, because we got Fred Purdue waiting on the line to talk some college football. So we're going to get into these hot topics real quick. Hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. Real quick, before we get Fred on the line, let's talk cash and how much of it that you can make betting on sports at MyBookie. If you haven't checked out MyBookie, it's a great time to do so. You can lay down dough on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of, thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. You tired of getting a run around when it's time for a payout? That's why we urge you to join MyBookie. If you win, they pay you fast, no hassles. You're basically wasting your time betting on sports anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the tip-off, kickoff, face-off. Join now. MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, to activate this offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid, period. All right, so we're going to um, talk some college football real quick with Fred Purdue because, you know, they had the SEC media day amongst some other happenings in the world of college football and I know Fred has been chomping at the bit you know to to get this information out there you know we're working on getting our network back up so we can come back at you with uh all the college football and pro football shows before the season starts but let's get them on the line right now so we can talk a little bit about what's going on Fred what's going on good brother welcome to the war room as usual what's going on guys how y'all doing what's up about you man we, we we just making hey, it man, in Trump's America. Hey, man, what's 
Fred, we trying to we trying to hold it down. But Fred, before you get started, man, I gotta send a shout out to Jamaica and the Jamaican people. I've heard that one of their national treasures was in a car accident recently, man. Yo, get well soon, Miss Melissa Ford, man. I just had to get that out there, man. Just, just come Yo, bless her, bless her heart. And her, uh, yeah. Bless All everything. Right. Bless everything. Now get in trouble. All right, so let's, let's jump trouble. right into this real quick. Um, so Fred, we just we know the SEC and the ACC. Um, the ACC, if I'm not mistaken, had their media day as well. What are some of the top storylines? that came from that um, as you see it? Uh, from from the SEC, uh, from the big, from the get-go, we all know that the SEC media days, when that happens, we know that's the unofficial start to college football season. Uh, the ACC is kind of <laughs> right below them. But yeah. um, for me, when I look at how that conference is really shaking out, you have Nick Saban in Alabama at the top. And everybody else is kind of closing the gap. And that was really the main topic I remember. Every single coach was asked. This conference is getting closer and closer to Alabama. And that gap that used to be there where everyone feared Alabama because they were so dominant, closing a little bit. I'm a little bit on the other side of that. I think Alabama is just as dominant or more dominant uh, because the likes of LSU, they're not – uh, elite program anymore. Uh, Texas A&M. The days of Johnny Manziel are over with, so they're not. They're they're good defenses there, but you can't just have a good defensive football team in college. You have to have a team that can put points on the board and put points on the board consistently week to week. I only see one team, and they just they even they lost. They they fell under the pressure, and that's Georgia. They fell under the pressure in the national championship, even though. Um, you know, a little luck went into it. You know, uh, Tua, Tyle, uh, Tua from Alabama, he made a bad throw, and he, he just got he got a little lucky, just a little bit lucky. All right. So um, on the ACC side, uh, well, no, actually there were some new coaches in, in both conferences. So what are uh, your thoughts on the, the coaching hires in the SEC and the ACC? Well, there was actually a little bit of controversy in the in the SEC when it comes to coaches because at Tennessee it seems like they have a revolving door there, whether it was Derek Dooley, whether it was um, Butch Jones, who for, it just seems like that he was on the hot seat forever. Um, but now Jeremy Pruitt, former Florida State, Alabama, and Georgia defensive coordinator, uh, former Georgia players, um, Aaron Murray and others, actually came out and said how much of a bad guy he was. Um, you know, a lot of times you see, that kind of stuff stays in house, but he was slammed a lot. Um, not necessarily publicly at the at media days, but just go, rumblings around the conference. He's not a great guy to work with, um, but he has a job at Tennessee. Uh, Chad Morris, former Clemson offensive coordinator, turned uh, SMU. If you, uh, the old heads know who SMU is, the new guys. These youngsters, they know nothing about SMU and the Pony Express. And Eric, I'm going to leave Eric Dickerson alone. But um, he he went out to SMU, kind of turned the offense up, uh, turned it up a notch there. Yeah. They did some things. But uh, Chad Morris is now at Arkansas after uh, Brett Bielema went on to the NFL after being fired. He's, by the way, with the Patriots. I'll leave that alone, too. But um, – 
Chad Morris is actually one of six college coaches who head coaches at the, at. the NFL who, runner-up. Um, <laughs> hey, 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 we'll save that. It's, you, you still have a quarterback situation. Just saying. Um, but Chad Morris is one of six head coaches in the country, across the country, who have never played a down of football at the collegiate level. That's a, that's saying a lot. I remember there was a one Charlie Weiss who that was he was the lone guy, and now we have six. Um, says a lot about where the game is going. It's uh, it's not always about maybe how talented you are on the field, but maybe you're a great offensive or defensive mind. Uh, but Arkansas has a, a large hill to climb. But Chad Morris had a had some pretty good offenses at Clemson, and with the likes of Sammy Watkins and. DeAndre Hopkins and Taj Boyd and company. So I'm excited to actually see what they're going to do. Uh, so those are some big ones. Uh, in the ACC side of things, you have Willie Taggart taking over for Jimbo Fisher, who also um, has went from Florida State to Texas A&M. Um, Jimbo Fisher says they're ready to compete now. Um, why are you always lying? I mean, you're you're not you're not. <laughs> Why are you always lying, Jimbo? <laughs> Why are you always lying? Uh, he, Jimbo actually, uh, throughout media days, he actually said he was um, – he, he put out a couple quotes saying that he he understood what he did, how bad he left things at Florida State. He Why the f*** are you lying? <laughs> Why are you always lying? <laughs> yeah, Jimbo, you, you're lying. You're lying. Um, but Jimbo actually put out there, he actually kind of checked out throughout at the end of his tenure at Florida State. But he chased the money 10 years, 70 million. It doesn't matter if he's, he'll be out of there in five years anyway because the expectations of Texas A&M are, su- su- are very high. And you're not beating Alabama on a consistent basis. Heck, you might not beat Mississippi State on a consistent basis. So, but it's guaranteed. So who cares? And the players are still being exploited. But that's rather here nor there. Um, but on the Florida, on the on the ACC side of things, you have Willie Taggart coming over from you from Oregon. Uh, he has a quarterback situation going on with with uh, James Blackman and DeAndre Francois, who uh, allegedly was selling marijuana out of his house. Good job, Florida State. Um, he's going to be the biggest one. Do what you got to do, mainly guy. because <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but he's going to be the biggest one. Simply put, Florida State has had three head coaches now in in pretty much my lifetime, Bobby Bowden. I thought cannabis Fisher was and, legal. I thought cannabis was legal now. Oh hey, this is yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 don't get anybody in trouble. Um, but uh yeah, this is that's one of those things. Florida State's kinda loaded on the defensive side. Offensively they have a couple pieces. I'm not expecting a lot from them. Uh but you expect a a, a jump start at the quarterback position seeing as Willie Taggart was a a quarterback in college at Western Kentucky put up a lot of big numbers and has had success everywhere he's gone at the quarterback position. So uh, that's one of those, those. Those are some of the bigger names uh, throughout the coaching landscape. Well, Fred, speaking of quarterbacks and speaking of Florida schools, here it, uh, your boys down at the <laughs> – they've <laughs> named a starting quarterback, but all reports say – at least for now. So what's the what's the uncertainty about? Well, Malik Rozier, 
former uh, he was the quarterback last year, and after you bring in true freshman Jaron Williams, you also have a redshirt freshman, Nikosi Perry, who I got a chance to take a look at in person uh, in the spring at their spring game. They've had an open competition. Malik Rozier has has drawn so much criticism. The kid can't read a defense. I'm just gonna be honest. He struggles mightily. Uh, the only difference between him and Brad Kaya um, was Brad Kaya was a better passer, but he wasn't the athlete, which kind of pushed Brad Kaya out because he didn't fit the offense. Uh, Brad Kaya went on to be a six-round draft pick and has already changed teams a couple times. So Malik Rozier, 5'11 guy, he's, a, he's more of a baseball player. He's, a, he's an athlete. He's a very good athlete. But when it comes time to stand in that pocket and make the throw down the field, we often we, we can talk about this all day. You know how you know how we get down. But when it comes to making big boy throws and big boy moments, these things don't happen for him. Uh, but he's the best option. Thing is, you have two other guys who have never seen a down of meaning uh, of meaningful football. One being a freshman, uh, an early enrollee freshman, and another being a redshirt freshman. So going into the season, it makes sense. Let the veteran come in, let him screw up against. Uh, they're starting. The Canes are starting the season against LSU uh, to start the season. So that's going to be – that goes into it too. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of Mr. Mr. Rozier. He's um, – So he's a, does this mean the, that you feel like – On the like college quarterback, you, he's at the bottom for me. You you feel like your you is going to be some dude this season? No, 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 no. This team, in spite of him, won 10 games last year. The defense is going to be one oh, of the best okay. again. Um, you're going to see a lot okay. of turnover chain, which is one of those things that uh, it became a thing last year, and it's going to continue being a thing. Simply put, the defense returns a lot of big-time names like Jaquan Johnson, uh, safety, <clears throat> also returning uh, three stud linebackers who all will see NFL time at some point uh, in the near future. So you're going to see a, a hellacious defense. You have tons of athletes like Travis Homer, Amaya Richard, who are both probably projected to be first-round picks at some point. Uh, we also have a Michael Irvin the second. Yes, we're talking about former uh, and former Cowboy Hall of Famer Michael Irvin. His you smoke yet. crack, don't you? Hey, hey, hey. Um, but these are the type of weapons that you see. Uh, Jeff Thomas, DJ Dallas, these are some big-time names. Not many people know. But when you see a Canes game, you see the speed, you see the athleticism. There is weapons there, but the pivot uh, is going to be the guy that makes the plays, and that's the problem. And if you don't have a quarterback, it really kind of hurts. On the other side of that coin, um, barely named the star, call it that. I had hasn't Oklahoma started yet. You know, coach speak is something I really hate. It's the one thing about um, media days that I really – it just kind of irks me. Um, I like a, a player or a coach. Just let it loose. Let, give some quotes. Give something. Don't, don't say what's, what's cool to say. Give some bulletin board material. Give, give us some quotes. Give us something that we can work with. Well, Lincoln Riley, offense, uh, former offensive coordinator turned head coach, uh, for the Oklahoma Sooners has not named a quarterback per se, but why would Kyler Murray come back um, if he wasn't going to? Uh, why would he just turn down five million dollars to go play and play baseball, a safer sport? Why would you not name him the starter? He has the most 
experience at this point. He he was a starter at some point in, in a, uh, at Texas A&M uh, before transferring. So he has the most experience following up Baker Mayfield. I think the offense is going to be fun to watch with him. He has a bunch of playmakers. Uh, I think they have a chance at maybe another playoff run. But come on, let's be real. We know who the starter is. Why are you lying? All right. <laughs> well, one last thing here. We always talk about the dominance of Alabama and every college football season. Starts. Who has a chance to unseat Alabama? So I'm going to ask you that question. Are there dark horses out there who, you know, who who may be intriguing enough to even think about? Yeah, there are. There, I have two, maybe three, but I know for sure, at least in their own division, you have Mississippi State. Uh, Dan Mullen left, but he left a full cupboard, at least for now. Joe Moorhead comes over from Penn State, where he had Saquon Barkley. He now has Nick Fitzgerald. But the offense, offense isn't what we want to talk about. We want to talk about the defense. Uh, Je- Jeffrey Simmons, Montez Sweat, you have two stud defensive linemen. They might have the best defense uh, in the SEC, not just defensive line, but defense. Be awesome. I, I encourage you, please go watch this defense. Please go watch these two massive individuals. They will be, you will be viewing them on Sundays going into next year. Okay. So make sure you go check those guys okay. out. Okay. Uh, they are they are they have top five draftable talent. Um you also oh, have wow. Auburn. Yes. Yes. Size, speed, technique, you'll love it. Um but Auburn, That's what she Auburn said has a more com- about me. <laughs> <laughs> Auburn is the more complete team. Uh they have the quarterback in place. They have the receivers in place. They have the offense in place under Gus Malzahn and that up-tempo style, but they also have a complete defense on all three levels, and that's what's going to be the difference. I think Jarrett Stidham is in his second year in this offense is going to be ridiculous. And Auburn always has some way to give, uh, give Alabama problems. Uh, Alabama, we, we know they, they – we all think uh, there's a quarterback situation going on there. I don't. But Alabama has lost a ton on defense. I think they're going to reload. But Auburn has the chance to match them this year. Um, and don't don't really put Georgia to the side too much, despite how much they've lost. I know you won't see them play each other um, in a until the, an SEC title game situation. But they have a ton of talent coming back on the on the defensive side. Uh, also, they have a quarterback situation. Going into last year, you had Jacob Eason, who is now transferred to Washington. He was the five-star freshman that was going to save the team, and he got injured, and then Jake Fromm came in. and Jake Fromm came in, and he settled things out. Well, they signed the number one quarterback in the country. We've, I've, I've seen this. I've seen the tape. I love it. I saw him in the spring game. I loved it. Justin Fields has already been being dubbed Baby Cam. Okay. I'm not I'm not ready to call him that, but he has a lot of potential, and you're going to have a big time quarterback battle. At least the fans think so. I I tend to go with consistency and being um, having a Kirby Smart, who's a disciple of Nick Saban. We all know what Nick Saban loves and his. 
coaching tree all loves the same thing, consistency. So those guys could really yeah, have a, they could be a scary team to watch too. This is true. Um, Fred, I, I had a question for you. Last thing. I know we got a um. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead, B. Oh, I no. Oh, I was just going to ask how Fred feels. Uh, I know this is more slated towards his Patriots, but how he feels about the Russian influence in uh, Foxborough since uh, Robert Kraft and Donald Trump are, <laughs> are so tight. I declined to answer such a question. Oh, I care God. about what happens between the white lines. Anything <laughs> no, um, that's not my business. <laughs> one question from the chat room. Skyview one says, "Am I the only one?" That thought Brad Kaya was an excellent college quarterback? No, uh, I think he yes. was a really yes, good college are. quarterback. No, he was a really good college quarterback. He lacked mobility. The NFL, they love the statue quarterback, or they used to at least. College, The college game is really geared towards more, the more mobile quarterback, the Johnny Manziels, the Cam Newton. Those are the guys that really succeed in college. And Brad Kaya just happens to not fit the offense that Mark Rick was trying to to put in, a more RPO-based offense, a more mobile quarterback-centric offense where they're still throwing it around the yard. But being able to have your – being able to move, Brad Kaya is as stiff as, a, as an old man at the end of his leash. So, yeah, he had to go. Who did the leash, though? All right, um, so we'll, we'll get you here on this, but we will talk to you in the coming week because, you know, you told me. Fred, also remind me, I got something I need to show you, so I'll do that off air. I'll send you a, a quick picture, something that you're not going to like, but uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Have a good one. Like Brady and Jay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Purdue, everybody. Um, real quick, the, the big trade that happened this week. But, um, hey, uh, B, B Austin, real is it, quick is it, me, is it me or is Dev a little, is it me or is Dev a little choppy? No, nah, Dev's a little choppy. He's a little choppy. Okay. You're getting okay. told. Oh, so you, you, you just, you just want to okay. say nothing, though, huh? <laughs> no, I thought it was me. I, I thought it was right, me. That's better. Mike check better. one, Mike check better. two. All right, look. Um, B, real quick before we get into this basketball stuff and this trade that went down, um, what are your final thoughts on France winning the World Cup? Is is it what you expected? Once the at least once that matchup um, was solidified, because I know a lot of people thought yeah. that they might not win, but a lot of people I know were rooting for them probably because they had so many Africans on the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean the 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 African team won, uh, basically is what happened. Um, it, it was it's kind of funny because you saw amongst the pundits um, some ethnocentrism a little bit, I believe. Everyone said France didn't play a particularly great game. They just had better players and better athletes at every position. And so everything that Croatia does centers around four people. Rakitic, Modric, who is by all accounts the third best player in the world right now, 
um, Perisic, and uh, Mandzukic. So those four Here. guys kind of run the show. They kind of run the show for Croatia. <laughs> yeah, Badiaga, Badiaga, and Badiaga. But they, <laughs> there was, you know, they 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 play a hard nosed game. Um, they they competed, but at the end of the day, it was nothing you could do with Kylian Mbappe on the wing, Griezmann up top, and Paul Pogba in the middle. And it really, it was really, uh, it was really Paul Pogba and uh, and Kylian Mbappe uh, that that really showed out. Man, they 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 did a, an amazing job. Didn't play as I said a particularly great game defensively. They were stout. Um, they just were better, man. They were just better athletically, man. Cool. Well, shout out to the boys from France. Uh, you know, this is the second time they won. Let's in, in how many years? Didn't they 20, win? 20, 20 years. Yeah, they won 20 years ago in 98. Okay. The boys uh, yeah, are so back in town. <laughs> so shout out to them for that. Um that's that's cool. All right, so like I said, there was a big trade that went down in the NBA this week, and that trade, uh, San Antonio Spurs finally full, pulled the trigger on a Kawhi Leonard deal, and it wasn't any of the initial, uh, the the original teams that were trying to get their hands on him. We know the Lakers, the Sixers, the Celtics all showed interest when he first when they first made the announcement that he was going to be on the market. Um, but neither of those teams got in on the deal. Um, he ended up going to the Toronto Raptors in a package that sent DeMar DeRozan back to the San Antonio Spurs. What were you guys' initial thoughts when you heard about um, the deal that went down? Um, I think it's a, it's a pretty solid – I think it's a – very good deal. Not great, but a very good deal for San Antonio. Um, I can't really tell what Ursai Emery is doing up in Toronto because by all accounts, this ends up being a rental. Um, Kawhi Leonard, a.k.a. Silent Bob, from reading his body language, because he never says anything, he doesn't want to be in Toronto. He's not trying to be there, um, so I mean, the report has come out and says that he definitely doesn't. So it's not even it's not even a guessing thing right now. Like he doesn't want to be up there. Um, I, I think Toronto in this they're kind of hedging because you know that that GM has wanted to do a, a sort of a rebuild for a while, but they ran yeah, into some you, success. The East was a little bit easier than everybody. Yeah, you, you know, well, you not that they expected. Oh, my bad. I mean, we can talk about it. No, 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 it's all good. I ain't trying to cut you off, but I, you, you still on all the fire because I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> well, let's put, it, let's put it this way. When the trade first happened, my first response mm-hmm. was, yo, how did Pop pull that off? Like, right. because I was like, he got back a lot of value. Like, you generally don't get back any value. got a lot of value. You usually, get, you, you usually just get some picks, some thrown-in picks or whatever it may be. But I was like, he got back a, a, a nice amount of value. Um, at the time, I didn't know Danny Green was part of it. And I think Danny Green is a big part of this trade, whether people want to admit it or not. Danny Green is a good player. He's not a star player by any um, you know stretch, but he's a solid player. Um, but 
and I, initially I was like, yo, Toronto played themselves because I thought like we often did, like it's Toronto. But then I was, the more I think about it, I, I kind of agree with you, Bev. Like they're really in a, they, they can't lose in this situation because the fact is like if Kawhi comes and he plays like the way Kawhi has shown he can play, they'll probably go deep in the playoffs this year. And if he decides to leave, they're blown up anyway. So basically to me, this was, yo, we can't win with DeRozan. Like, this is basically saying, listen, we can't get to the next level with this guy. We don't care whether LeBron is here or not. This is kind of an indictment on DeRozan. And when I thought back to the season, I remember how his season ended. And I'm like, oh, damn. Um, you know, so to me, this is kind of an indictment of him. Like, yo, you're you're not good enough to get us to where we need to be. So let's just no, trade, it try to move. It definitely is that. It definitely is a slight to him. Uh, that they feel like even though their nemesis LeBron is going, I guess they're looking at they're looking at Boston and they're looking at Philly and saying, "Yo, we can't beat them either with you." So you up out of here. Uh, go play. Go enjoy the Drew League because we can't bang with you. But I feel like if they're gonna blow up, like what is the? Are you thinking they have a shot to win the East with Kawhi? Now is that why this is a good move on a one-year basis? Yeah, actually, I think they do. I mean, I mean, they're right there with Philadelphia and Boston. I mean, even if you think Philadelphia and Boston is better, that's fine. They were the number one seed this past year. They just can't. They couldn't match up well with Cleveland. Now, with that being said, if Kawhi plays the way he's been playing, he's an upgrade from uh, DeRozan. Like he definitely he's the best two yeah, ways player in the league. Like, so, so if you're upgrading, if you're upgrading, then why couldn't you have an option to go to the finals? But I but the thing is, even outside of this, if he leaves, I don't think that kind of bothers them anyway. It gets the Rosen contract off their books, and they could just start from scratch. Because I'm, that that was my point in saying I don't think that they care whether Kawhi. Not that they don't care if he stays, he stays. But if he doesn't stay, they're still in a better position with uh, that DeRozan contract off their books. No, I agree. That's why I said I think they were kind of hedging it because it's like, okay, if we can't, if we can convince this dude to stay, then we have a top five player in the league to build around. It's most likely not going to happen. So we can see what we can do for this one year run, and if you know we fall short or whatever, I mean, at at this point, the goal is to get to the finals for any team in the East, and then to just see if you can get lucky from there. But like Jimmy said, if, if if they don't, if they can't keep him around, then it's just going to be okay. We can start that rebuild, um, which they wanted to do for a whole for a long time anyway. And getting the biggest contract that you have off of your books helps that. Um, it's kind of messed up who it had to happen to, and we'll talk about that because we're going to get back to this topic um, a little bit later in the show anyway, but right now we're going to reserve some of this time because we know we got some callers who want to call in and and rap about it. Uh, where they where, where they at? Where they at, though? Um, maybe they don't <laughs> want to talk about it. We had some people. We had some people on the line was, earlier. Yeah, they were, yeah, and Cass was hitting us up like, I got some bars, but now. Yeah, now, yeah, I'm looking on the and I don't see nobody right? there, so. Unless we saw 8.2. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, my immediate thought when it happened was like, you know, before we got that chance to sit around and think about it and analyze what Toronto could possibly be doing, Jim, my, my immediate thought was like, damn, 
like you, like kind of like you, my my first thought went to Popovich and like, how the hell did they end up getting an All Star back in this trade for somebody who forced his way out? They had absolutely no leverage, you know, unless they just wanted to be stubborn and and not get him, you know, and and not let him leave and not get anything for him after next season. And after all the patience, the patience kind of kind of paid off because it's obvious with the deals that they turned down that the San Antonio Spurs are not interested in a rebuild at this time either. They want to stay. I I, I wouldn't put them in contention. They aren't contenders, but they're still a team that can make the Western Conference playoffs with a DeRozan, an Aldridge, and some of the pieces that they still have now. But. Well, hold on, because because uh, our brother Savad is actually in the queue right now. Um, he just he just hit me up and uh, told me he's here. He got some bars he want to get off. Um, you know, so let's let he's a, and by the way, he's a he's a diehard season ticket holding Spurs fan. Um, so I I I've actually a diehard and he has died this hard. This is disappointing to me because I wanted them to hit rock bottom just so I can troll Survive. It doesn't look like they're going to hit <laughs> you, rock bottom. Jimmy wanted them to get all them draft picks and maybe Markel. Yo, you I definitely wanted, wanted them to get Markel Fultz because of I Survive. I wanted them to hit absolute rock bottom just because I'm, I'm of the opinion that everything always regresses to the mean. Like the Bulls stink now, but that's where they're supposed to be. So and I think <laughs> once Pop and Duncan are going, they're supposed to stink. So I was I was hoping they hit rock bottom. But anyway, with that being said, let's bring the brother Survive on. Yo, uh, some tissue in the take. Vibe, vibe, what's good? Tissue in the take. The mutiny is over, fellas. The mutiny is over. (laughs) (laughs) And if if y'all out there, if if y'all not following, you know, we all call Kawhi Leonard the mute. So, you know, if y'all don't understand the bars, then. Yeah, so that's like a play on words, like salute you. I mean, slow it down. But anyway, go ahead, though. um, your bar understanding. What, what, what's, what's your opinion on this whole thing as it played out, Savad? Before you Bars. say that, I just want to say one thing. I just want to say one thing, Vod. Um, this whole situation to me has been one of the most interesting things I've ever seen in sports because the Kawhi is the mute and he doesn't talk because I see people on TV and on internet every day talking about he feels like this and he wants to do this, but he hasn't said a word. So to me, that's ill. But uh, yeah. go ahead, though. So, so it, the, the crazy part about it is Two people that we haven't heard from in this whole ordeal directly have been Kawhi Leonard and then his boogeyman of an uncle. Like <laughs> we've only we've only heard people talk about what they want or who's calling the shots or who doesn't want to be where, and we've never actually heard any word from either one of them. And it's just one of the most puzzling things that we've seen in in sports, really. Like when you talk about a top five player getting traded in such a manner. So I'm just happy it's over. I have no ill will towards him. I've watched his whole career firsthand. And, um, you know, he's evolved into a, a phenomenal player. I wish him nothing but the best, but I'm glad this is over, man. What's his voice? I don't, know, like I, don't know, I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but I hear you. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, to be honest, like, like, like when when I when I go to my league pass, like the Sixers are, are the, the top non Spurs team that I watch, and I'll probably be watching a lot of Raptors games this year. That's real talk. Okay, that's what's up. So yeah, I mean. So what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on the get back? Since you are a Spurs fan, like you know, adding um, DeRozan to the fray. You 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 trade one LA native head case for another. I mean. 
uh, DeRozan, DeRozan has, showed, has shown that he's somewhat fragile when it comes to the mental state of doing things, and maybe Kawhi is in that same category depending on who you ask. It seems like there's going to be a lot of coddling and butt-kissing and all that that's probably going to have to happen in order to make this guy comfortable, and that's not quote-unquote the Spurs' way. So that'll be interesting to see, too. <laughs> I know. We still ain't get an explanation on the Spurs' way, but the, but the, and the funny thing is, about he's not the only person Tobias, I heard Tobias. say it that week. <laughs> who, 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 Tobias? Yeah. yeah I keep hearing so about the Spurs' way. Yeah, I, I still don't know what it is, and I, you know, I, I thought I would know by now, but, uh, but let let me say this: people, in, in people, people want the Spurs to it too. People want the Spurs to be the Patriots so bad, though. Yeah, it's not the same thing, though. It's not. Um, I mean, just for just because of the fact that Boston is somewhat of a, a, a huge market, a large market, like anybody that that's ever known anything about San Antonio is probably one of the worst NBA cities by 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 far. By far. See, but I think I think that's what's missing in all this. Because even if you talk about the Spurs' way, I think that um, one of the things, in, you know, and I guess they drafted this way. I don't even want to call it luck. Is that right. the Spurs had unique unique parts? Like Tim Duncan isn't your typical NBA star. Like he's a very humble right. guy who who isn't from necessarily the city states. And you're talking right. about you talking about David Robinson, a navy, a navy guy who's humble. Sure. Right. Parker who's from a right. different country. Now, now uh, yo, you're Tim Duncan said it, that a young you got young AAU boys. They ain't about that life. Tim, just, Tim just Duncan and it. Greg Popovich made that whole organization for that number of years. And I think when when Pop, when Duncan walked out the door, that set the stage for change. But Savad is a longtime Spurs fan. Who's at fault here, and how do you feel if there is a fault? You know, maybe you don't view it as a as a fault thing as much I as don't. just a, a parting of company, a parting of ways. Yeah, I think, uh, if you will, I think we we all had an impression, and, and Devin kind of alluded to this, but we all had an impression of of Kawhi and so that, but he hasn't spoken, so we really don't have so much of a good idea of who he is off the court, really. So, I mean, you think that he was a. a, a you know, quintessential spur or protocol. He rides around in a 98 Tahoe, Tommy and Nebraska. We know who that brother is. In case he's he still never got changed by Donnie Brasco. Right. You know what I mean? You would think so. So this was the first thing the most... that you would expect to happen. So I, I think who's at fault, honestly, it just, again, to, to what you said, like the culture that had been created, it was easy to keep it that way when your best player is, is going to acquiesce to all that, that Pop is asking for. But once he's gone and then there's a new regime, so to speak, you know, you got to kind of cater to him. And he didn't like the way that, you know, some of his injuries right. were handled, some of his diagnoses were. And, um, you know, he just grew tired. Why, of why is you, – you said, you said something interesting, Savai. Why is DeMar DeRozan – in your perception, a head case. What about him makes him – what makes him a head case? So he refused to shoot the three-point shot, and that's fine. I, I get it. Like, in order to be an elite player that he was looking to be, an all-NBA performer, which he was, you know, voted a couple times, um, unless unless you're DeAndre Jordan or, you know, somebody like that, like, we don't expect you to shoot three-pointers. They brought this man into their board meeting and basically begged him to shoot threes. And he tried. But it just wasn't 
something that he wanted to do, and that's fine. But the moment that it didn't work for him in the playoffs, they literally had to sit their franchise player on the bench in a elimination game. And then, but you know what's interesting? About, what's that, interesting about that to me, like so, so I, I think about Popovich, and he's regarded as one of the top five coaches, if not the best coach of all time in basketball. It's arguable to me who's the best, but he's up there nonetheless. He's at the he's at the TOG, the table of gods. But yeah, what's interesting is, do you think that he'll try to like um, whatever the thing is, force a square, round peg, however that thing goes? Because I found yeah. that, and I heard that same story about 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 the square, round peg. Yeah, however that saying goes, I don't feel like thinking. I don't feel like thinking about it. But however that saying goes, do you? Because I found that story about the Rosen interesting. Like this dude can't shoot the three, doesn't want to shoot the three, but y'all are trying to force him to play into this new NBA when that doesn't suit his right. game. And I found that interesting. Well, like so now with, with Pop, how does that play out? Well, let, let me say this. I know under no circumstances is he going to be able to say, well, if we had. Uh, James Harden on our team, yeah, we probably would win. Like, that's not going to fly. So that that's already a, a maybe a mentality change that he's going to have to adopt anyway. But that's that's part of the reason why I think his fragility is is, is the way that it is. It's just it just seems like he just has something going on up there, and then you know he outwardly spoke about you know depression. I, I, and stuff I realize, I, I realize, and I'm I'm terribly terribly curious what my, my brothers from another mother think on this. Like, I realize how valuable the three ball is uh, and, and probably overvalued in today's NBA, but it definitely yeah. should be something that's in your your repertoire, in your, your, your quiver, so to speak. But are we sitting here saying that if you can't shoot a three but you can average 20 a game, that you're not valuable or you're less valuable? Like, is that is that where we're going? Like, we're going to a point no. where analytics have told I, us that if you don't shoot from 25 feet and you can't dunk, then you're, like, yeah. <laughs> What's your thoughts about, I, I think, on that? Like, that's, no, I, I think, think it just exacerbates your feeling just because, his his mid range game and him being able to get to the get to the cup immaculate, that's great. immaculate. Right, that's, that's great for fifty nine wins. But when it's time to beat the big bad wolf in the in the semifinals, you know you see what happens with that. So I, I think it's just more so. I don't think him not work. shooting the three ball led to their like. I don't think <laughs> just I don't think because he can't <laughs> shoot threes, he lost. Like. But no, it was just just a matter of the versatility that it needs in order for you to overcome some of the same challenges that you've been facing. It's like how many years are you gonna come back with the same game? That that's 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 basically what it comes down to. It's like if you want to beat this team or if you want to it you know extend to another level as far as winning, why aren't you willing to um, bring something else to the table besides that? Survive. Yo, I Survive. Told you, I told now you, I, told I know he does you. have to add. I know he has to add to his game, and I know he's expected to expand, but you watch ball just as we have. And we all yeah. have come to the conclusion that when DeMar DeRozan was drafted, he was not a basketball player. He was a track athlete that they put out on the basketball yeah. court. So he's come a very <laughs> long way. He just but, but has listen, no range. Listen, Ka- Kawhi Leonard, when he when he came, you know, uh, he shot 26% from three when he was at San Diego State. And just over time, just, but you know, he could do other things. 
<laughs> no, but I, I, but I, I, I see. Listen, I get your point, Bob, but at the same time, I just feel like at some point that's just not his game. So I'm interested to see what happens with Pop. But also, um, do you think that Pop can make him a better player? Because that's another thing. Like, has he been coached I, I, up? Has he I, hit I his full potential or not? I absolutely think he can. I don't think he's really been challenged to um, overextend himself on the defensive end like he'll probably be asked to right away. Um, even if it's just from an accountability standpoint, we're not asking you to obviously be a two-time defensive player of the year, but, you know, definitely just accountability for your teammates and, you know, not just being a, you know, a, a guy that's not necessarily so interested on the defensive end. I think we'll see a, a dramatic improvement uh, in terms of that, just from the accountability standpoint. Now, Skyview in the chat room, he got some comments and questions. First, he pointed out that Sean Livingston doesn't shoot threes. I don't really know where that came from. Yo, he's talking about backup. He hasn't been a starter in like 18 years. So, yeah, that, that's fine. He doesn't have and He also says um, he has a question. He said, why isn't anyone wanting the ball with the Sixers? I, I don't think that that's the case. I just think that the fans got all excited about nothing and – you know what I'm saying? Like, pe- listen, people man, weren't listen, out man. there saying that they wanted to come to Scott. Listen, man. Like, the LeBron take, thing was a... trying to figure out how to take a shot. First, first, right, off, the... first off, listen to this, man. Scott, listen, man. One of my old heads in business told me, man, sometimes the best deals you make are the ones that you don't make. Um, so sometimes there's nothing wrong with staying put. And I don't think that it's not that anybody wanted to come there because from my understanding, and again, this is all speculation, they said that Kawhi was like, if I can't go to either L.A. team, Philly is cool. Like, not that he was going to stay there either, but he was willing right. to at least play but there. But he would have suited he, up. He, we he, don't even know if he's going to put his uniform on for Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh like real tough. <laughs> we don't even know if he's really playing. We might be talking for nothing. No, and the, and the whole LeBron thing, like, as much as LeBron and his team makes things dramatic, LeBron knew where he was going all along. Um, yeah. You know. Everybody knows he knew where he was going all along. Paul George never was. It, he wasn't going to even test the market. It was either L.A. or Oklahoma City. So it's like people keep. I see a lot of Sixers fans who are upset. Like, and, and a lot of people. Ah, look at the pride. The process ain't doing nothing. The process was supposed to get us free. Uh, Actually, nobody ever said that the 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 point of the process was to get top five players in the league. Like that's. That's not the point at all. and But that's what people seem to have made it over the past three weeks because the Sixers didn't land any of these giant free agents that I don't think they were really ever in the running to land in the first place. But, like, I don't know. I, that's, that's just a question that I don't really understand. Like, who's, yeah, who's, who's, people like, who's fine that you're like, you know, besides those guys, those top guys, like I said, was which was never realistic. Like, who's out there? Like, oh, I don't want to sign with them. Like, who did we miss out on that everybody should be upset about right now? Jabari Parker? Like, or, or we Yo. didn't extend Zach Levine an offer sheet? Like, what are we talking about? Yo, <laughs> I, Yo. I, <laughs> I don't get it. I wouldn't. I, I think that Kawhi would fit on on our roster, on the Sixers roster, but the way I think, I wouldn't even want to take a chance on dude if he's not coming there for four years or more. Like, why? Yeah. I, I'm, 
I'm really like I get I I get why Toronto Toronto can say yo I'm, we're rolling the dice we're gonna try and get to the Eastern Conference Finals okay I get that and if that works or doesn't work we blowing this thing up anyway cool that works for them but as a Sixers fan I don't want to rent Kawhi I don't want to rent Listen. him I don't want that dude to be not staying well he said he said he said Jabari Parker Bellinelli left Ilyasova left well first of all they so. They put two extra Bellinelli's on the team that are going to be able to do more than Bellinelli. Um, Furkan Korkmaz was already on the squad. I'm pretty sure this was the, the year that, the you know, this was the year that they were looking forward to as far as getting him actually on the court more in the regular season. Then they drafted the dude, uh, Shemet. Like, these are dudes who can fill that role and Yo. actually do Yo. more. Bellinelli... And J.J. Redick, even though he came back for a big discount, like those dudes can't put the ball on the ground. As as well as they play, as, as, as good as they shoot, you should have seen that people like Bellinelli got exposed in the second round of the playoffs. And it's not even Yo, exposure. It's what we knew about Bellinelli all along. You ratchet up the pressure. And again, Belly. Right, right. I mean, I mean, Ilya Sova, I, I would love to still have Yo. him on the roster. I just think – some of the guys they added were younger versions of those dudes. You can let them yeah, go, really, even though uh, they melt. They uh-uh. they mesh with the uh, team well. No. They weren't like stars yeah. that we couldn't lose. Let's talk. Let's talk money. Yo, Ilya Sova signed for three years, twenty one million. Bye. We'll see you then. <laughs> and then and then he John DeMarco. DeMarco. Yo. Yo. <laughs> Word. Now I will t- I will been say been this for one thing. But, Yo, I like, because they I like thought Jabari they had Ilyasova. They thought they had Ilyasova replaced, but the dude from Minnesota now he he don't want to. Now he don't want to ball with the Sixers, but that's not you know. I'm like, who hurt Yo. you? Like I'm Yo. not concerned Yo, about him. I don't even know Yo, his name. Jabari. See, I'm calling him dude. Yo, Jabari Parker. I like Jabari Parker's game. I enjoy watching him play. Did y'all see that contract that he got? Yo, Jabari Parker got twenty million. B, forget the contract. Did you see the press conference today? He actually went on live TV and talked about how defense ain't important and guys don't get paid to play defense. He was like, "There's guys in the league who play who are known as defenders, and I've gotten like twenty and thirty on them." Like he was, it was one of those things where, like you know, deep down you know what he's trying to say, but it it was better left unsaid. Because they asked yeah. you about a weakness and you gave all kinds of excuses to why, For why instead you of saying, you know, I'm going to just improve in that area, you gave all kinds of excuses about um, defense. Yo. So, I, I don't know, man. It's, yo, they gave your man, yo, they gave your man two years, $40 million. And I like And I like watching his offense. Dev, I've never paid attention to his defense, being quite honest. That's probably because he doesn't play it. But, yo, How about they, that? Gave your man 20, they gave your man $20 million per, and he don't got no need. He don't got no knees, yo. He can he gets buckets, but he don't got no knees. Dude's not going to even be the same player in three years. So uh, I guess that's why they signed him to two years, a two year deal. But twenty million per for Jabari. Scott, he just threw your he, he he just threw your own um, quote back in your face though. He said like B. Austin said, they only count one stat. <laughs> Ooh, I don't care what that, what stat. I don't care what stat they count. Down the Marco. Marco. That's not that's not a that's not a Don Marco. 
Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, he didn't get that on. Yo, because listen, 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 whether he defends or not, whether he defend, whether he defends or not, I don't want to pay twenty million a season for what he does. For a dude with that that is is I'll pay. You know, James Harden doesn't pay Clay D. I'll take him. I'll take. I'll take. No, what you saying makes sense, but he tried to cook you. Cook your dumb ass. Yeah, he tried. <laughs> 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 Yo, Vi, hey, you still here, Vi? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, so what? So what's it look like for your team seriously this year? Like y'all going to the playoffs? Like playoffs? Y'all um, you know, y'all 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 rebuilding? What's going on? I mean, y'all got Aldridge. Now you got the Rosen. I mean, you hold on to your tickets. They going to the playoffs. Seven oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 the, the tickets are in effect. We definitely are uh, selling all the Warriors, uh, Lakers, and Rockets tickets so we can uh, make a little come up. So you can make um, like 300% right? on them joints. Exactly. <laughs> More. Um, but, Yo, I, yeah, I, see the, um, I see the hustle. Use those games to pay for the whole season. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But no, um, as far as the season Take your Frito to Tito in the district Go ahead, my bad Especially with Golden State You're not going to want to sit there And see what they do to y'all anyway So you might as well get some profit off them And watch That is not a point That is terrible to watch As far as the season goes though I mean, we got 47 wins without Kawhi And we probably dropped six of the last nine just kind of just being in a funk. I honestly, I'm expecting another 50 win season, uh, probably a fourth or fifth seed. Uh, you know, no, yeah. B, but no, uh, no, y'all say damn, but that's really not out of the realm of reality because just like Kawhi played nine games last year, they do have Demar yeah. Derozan. He ain't no bum. Like people yeah. just, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, he ain't gonna shoot no three. Yeah, that's true. Survive so gonna be mad at that, but. Yeah, like they play without yeah. Kawhi. It's not like they just traded Kawhi, and you're trading these two dudes and their production. Kawhi wasn't even there, so yeah. Yeah, they should. No, but Demar don't man. shoot no. Demar uh, don't shoot no threes though. <laughs> 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 All right, be But no, uh, fifty wins off to the Rockets or Raptors and the um, I mean Rockets or Warriors in the uh, semifinals, and then. You know, we'll we'll see what happens next off season, but you know, status quo, playoffs, right. Warriors, uh, no doubt. Vlad, you always know you're welcome yeah, anytime. Thanks for joining us for a few minutes. Uh, the phone line's blowing up now. Yeah, I don't know if they just want to talk about it or they ain't like what you were saying. I don't know. But <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, at me, at me. <laughs> All right, you man. We know. all at you. All right, peace, homie. All right, now. All right. <laughs> and everybody out there, make sure you check out Tissue and the Tape. Uh, just wherever you do your podcast listening. You know, when the World Room Sports Podcast Network is back up, I know y'all keep hearing me say that, but, hey, stuff is, you know, not easy. But when it's back up, y'all can it's definitely returning. get back to it on the podcast network as well. All right, let's. We still got some calls on the line. We got the homie Tobias Holton. So let's go to Tobias. What's going on, Tobias? Roll damn tide. Roll damn tide, gentlemen. About forty-five days till the roll tide invitational kicks back off. What's going on, gentlemen? <laughs> Not, <laughs> the roll hey. tide invitational. I hear you, man. Get this. I was out dinner with with the lady. You know, my very melanated chocolate lady friend. You know. 
time for to get married. So, 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 Hey, 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 you were there with me, Michael B. Jordan. Or the Michael B. Jordan said, if it ain't snowing, he ain't going. Hey, don't want to kill Munger, huh? But, uh, you know what? I asked my lady, no, man, your girl's straight for L.A., right? I said, hey, you know, Nick Saban's talking about quarterback controversy. You're like, what controversy? Hey, I'm oh, sorry, I stepped to the car wash. And sorry, I know Fred's listening right now. Y'all, I need to be your new college football guy. I don't know what the hell Fred be talking about. Hey, ain't no way in hell. Hey, hey, ain't no way in hell Jalen Hurts should be a starter at Alabama. I love the brother. I pulled for the black quarterback, but he can't throw a lick. I'm sorry, can't do it. Ain't happening. He ain't, he don't have the God given talent. Can't do it. And that, won't do it. Can't win with him. Won't win with him. Hey, hey, because at a school like Alabama, when it's rolling like that, they made a college football playoff with a guy named Blake Seal, who's a scout team running back this whole damn time there. So, hey, but, but besides the point on that guy, I got to knock out this whole NBA thing real quick, Kawhi. First things first, DeMar DeRozan, there's a lot of fat chicks out there, as Charles Barkley in San Antonio. But, uh, but the way DeRozan was upset, it kind of gets you thinking about, like, how, like, LeBron and KD and those guys are like, hey, you guys can trade us anywhere, lie to us. Y'all say it's business. But when we want to say it's business and have someone of a say, y'all get mad. And let's throw this out here. When you get drafted, how many guys would love to say, I don't want to play for the Sacramento Kings? <laughs> you know, when they get drafted. I mean, college is this year. I mean, you know, you're not going to get any – you're not gonna get any disagreement here from this crew with that Shop because Eli, you know Shop that's not that's not ever what we complain about. Yeah, the power. Yeah, also, I've been saying also, for like I, 20 years, ain't no loyalty in sports, nor should they be on either side. Sports is a business. Uh, yeah, but uh, but I, I think that what made this uh, situation with the Rosen worse is because he just straight up asked them and they told him something different, like. Right. They would have told him, like, I mean, it's a possibility because this is a business. Like, that's one thing. But they, oh, no, they no. I'm, I'm like not it. saying I, yeah, he definitely like, got no. done dirty. No. All I'm saying is there's you. no loyalty, so you can't expect to not get done dirty. If they can do, <laughs> you know, DeRozan like this, then, you know, you, first well, of all, he there. re-signed <laughs> in a place that hasn't been able to get a big-name free agent, even the ones that they drafted. They hasn't been able to get dudes to sign with them since the inception of their franchise. Vince Carter left. Absolutely. Tracy McGrady left. Chris Boss left. People don't stay in Toronto. So they do get these two dudes up here who kind of, you know, commit to the city, commit to the franchise. And, and to top it off, what Jimmy just said, when asked, they actually told him something else. And then a few days later, he was a San Antonio Spur. So, That's yeah. the ugly part to me. I mean, but that doesn't yeah. say it is what it is. I mean, shout, shout out to shout out to the Sixers on draft night. But I'm just saying, like, um, <laughs> this is this is right. definitely a business. But that that to me was the ugly part. Like, I, and again, but even in comparison, said, but they they owed him more than the Sixers owed Mikael Bridges. Yeah, like yo, he did them a solid. Like you know, but at the same time, mm. that's why to me it's an indictment of the fact that yo, we can't win with you, dog. So F O H. But. See, but but on the flip side, but, I think about this, and I know money talks and BS runs the marathon. 
um, as the late great Mino Brown says. But I was thinking about like for in the future. So if you are Kawhi Leonard, and even if you thought about saying, you saw how they just did him, like, yeah. and for free agent. Because I saw the whole league was like shocked that they did this to him because the whole league knew both thought he was going to be a Raptor for that. Both settled down in Toronto. You know what I'm saying? Got him a crib built and all that. Like, I saw all the NBA players like, damn. Like, like who does that? I mean, so, like, I would like, like, if I get drafted by the Raptors or if I end up traded to the Raptors, anything, any way I get to the Raptors, like, I might even live in a hotel, yo. Like, I'm, like, I'm not saying, yeah. I'm, I'm not even getting an apartment. Hey. I'd be you know, in there for six years living in the Marriott. Like, come on, man. Let's... Yo, and, we're, and, and it's a nice city. I'm not so dissing bad. the city, but oh, it's just a lot of factors, amazing. man. Double tax. Shout out, yeah. shout out to the poutine. But, yo, um, the craziest part is, <laughs> uh, like, when you go back and word. look at when he signed that extension and all that, all the great things he said about wanting to be a part of her. He wants to be the greatest Raptor. He said everything that nobody's ever said about them. Like this is right. like this is like a, a the ugly chick finally pulling somebody and like you know um and, and the dude does everything for her and she come up a little and bit she and she's like, yeah, right. yeah this is what this is you know you know who he reminds me of he could have been that Reggie Miller you know you may not win a championship yeah. but you made the playoffs every year you competed the guy wanted to be there the three point shot but you know yeah, what it was you know though with crazy. the ugly chick though Jim the ugly chick still thought she was settling because nobody else wanted to be with her. Too. Like I got a half decent dude, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me go ahead and give him this big yeah. contract. And as soon as they had the opportunity to do something and upgrade, they did it, even though it's going to be a rental. And and, and yeah. you know the and whole then, rental then, thing then, with then, Toronto then, right, 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 is that's a risk, that's a that's a risky move. So, Rebuilding so, in Toronto so is really so risky. The ugly girl, so Toronto. The ugly girl, like, the, Toronto was the ugly girl, and they so, left the ball for somebody yeah, who yeah, they yeah. think is an upgrade. They left they left Lucas so, for the job. And then the jock basically Toronto. All she gonna be is a jump. All she gonna be is a jump off. Toronto would rather be a jump off for Kawhi Leonard than a wife for uh, the bull, Demar Derozan. That's interesting. Hey, no, this is this is like hey. a, this is like an eighties movie with one of the Corys in it. <laughs> this is uh, you know what though? Last American. This is the last American virgin. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, I got you know. You know what? Though no, I gotta say this about the the, the, the last great Bulls signing. Uh, all right, it's Jabari Parker from Jersey. Chicago Bulls fans will not even be worried about him right now. It's because he's from Chicago. The dude is on the. They pretty much gave twenty million dollars to the guy who was on the Eddie Lacy diet. That's pretty much what they did. Um, <laughs> the, the, the dude, the dude can't Yo, play they three. Gave too twenty slow. million a season. Yes, with, with no ACLs. He's from Chi-Town, man. You know, he, you know, he's part of the Almighty Black Peacestone Nation. He, you know what, man? <laughs> oh, whatever, he down, man. He's down with G. Rogers. He, he, you know what, though, man? And the problem Ford. is that they already have a power forward that they groom and marketing. You can't play a three. Nah, they, they, try, to, they the try to play Jabari at the three, believe it or not. They're going to give him minutes at the three. I mean, that's his natural says, position, though. Jabari Parker only yeah. became a power forward in this new NBA. You know what I'm saying? That's really natural, natural for him either. It's like Put everybody, down the whole yeah, in, in the Cheetos should be natural. And that might be uh, the thing too, the fact that the fact that he, you know, doesn't seem to be an in shape type dude. The the little extra weight, that's why he's able to to move over and play the four sometimes. But you know, he has a a small forward type game. But uh, you know what? So we'll see. And I know you guys, I know you guys got to run. So I will say this real quick. Yeah, we got some. Y'all talk about Demar Derozan in the three. 
Golden State, I say this over and over again. These guys don't even jack him up like that. It's like, hey, if he doesn't, if he doesn't got jack the world up threes. Ooh. Hey, you know what? Sean Livingston doesn't jack up threes. He hit that same 15-footer eight times a game. Yeah. <laughs> and, You're um, the second person that brought up Sean Livingston not shooting threes. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 but I'm not mad at him, though. My thing is he's great at it. We renaming this episode, what would Sean Livingston do? Right. And you know what? I'll say this real quick. <laughs> And you know what? And the thing is, what happens is Houston probably would have wished they had some guys that could make a mid-range shot in game seven when they missed 27 straight threes. Did the analytics say anything about what happens when you miss 27 straight threes? To, hey, yeah, it does. let's take it does, a mid-range actually. jumper. It says keep shooting them. Yeah. It says keep shooting and, them. And they lost. <laughs> and, what, and, what was, and what was Golden State doing during that run? Layups. Mid-range jumpers. Hoop. Yeah, Yo, and guess I feel what like else they An- also I feel do? like Antony Antony should be tied to a wagon wheel and flogged. Y'all know why. Go ahead, my bad. And, and I say this, and I'll run. They also play with a center for most of the game, except for the last five or six minutes. And everybody else like, hey, we're going to put small forwards at center. But Golden State plays with a center most of the game. They got these folks lost their mind. <laughs> but, hey, <laughs> but you, <laughs> but, but you guys have a great day. And I was drinking another no beer because right, the Bulls' bro. management sucks. Roll damn time. I appreciate you. Roll <laughs> time. Right. Let's we'll be take, honest here. We'll take one more before we uh, get moving on some other topics. So we definitely got to get to the homie Naj down in the great state of GA. What's going on, Naj? How are you? Ain't no play uh, in hey, GA. Man. I'm just right. Shout out to the pastor. Uh, I'm trying not to go in on callers. I've learned to be a better person, so I'm not going to throw no shots. I'm just going to hit the topics, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to roll with, roll with what y'all rolling with. But uh, No, nah, man, no, nah, that's not why we picked up the call, the... brother. Go in. No, Go in. What's your, what's your thoughts on the on the big trade? We ain't even going to talk about the other trade until later in the show, but what's your thoughts on the big trade? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Toronto, look, Masai is really good at the GM, man. He wanted to reboot that thing. It was going to be hard to get rid of the contracts of their two uh, faux franchise players. So he found a way to get rid of one of them. So, I mean, yeah, right. that's, that's beautiful. Now you can kind of rebuild on the fly with some of your young pieces. And, you know, if Kawhi stays, you build it up. If he doesn't, maybe you move him at the deadline. If that's possible, I didn't look at the uh, rules for when they can trade him. But, you know, the possibilities are endless. As far as San Antonio, man, we got to chill out with this pop worship. Like, look, Pop and Brad Stevens are not making grown NBA-ass men better players. Like, dudes become better players over the summer with their coach, figuring out different things in the game. But just the, the coach doesn't just make you better just because he's this, you know, great coach. Like, we got to chill out with that. DeMar is what he is. He's an athlete, and he's crafty, but he's really limited. Not that, not that good off the bounce. Uh, I think uh, the Cleveland series, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Fat Boy re- uh, reported that the Cavs uh, team had $100 fines for anybody who went for a DeRozan head fake. Like, that's Wind how horse. dependent his game is. On, yeah, horse. That's how dependent his game is on getting to the line. So, when Cleveland played him straight up and forced him to kind of make offense, uh, they kind of grinded it to a halt. So, he, he's not a franchise guy. As a secondary or third guy on the team, then, yeah, you can win a chip with him. But, man, when you're struggling with him, 
and you know Kyle Lowry and those guys like that wasn't going anywhere. So I'm glad they're doing the reboot. But the Spurs, to hell with the Spurs. They're thinking like an old franchise. We're not trading him to the rivals, and we're not doing it. No, you look at the whole league. You don't you don't cross anything out, and you explore as many options as you can. They should have been thinking of going young and rebuilding that thing because this reboot is not going to do anything. What, what, okay, right. You coming nah, back with the Marcus? If you're going to send me Brandon Ingram and Kuzma, you know, and some picks, like, I'm I'm, I'm considering that. You know, like the whole rival yeah. thing, like you said, because the, the Spurs, they're not going to be title contenders. Like, they might, they might still be a playoff team, but it seems like Popovich is afraid of a reboot himself. And, yeah. you know, they, they've built themselves up to think that they're above that, but – I don't know. They got like Jimmy always says it like they got lucky with how their franchise became what it is anyway. So it's like hey, you know, let, let me, after let me twenty lay the years on the table. Let me lay the domino yeah. on the table. If the draft falls the right way, Rick Pitino gets Tim Duncan. We don't even know who Greg Popovich is right now. Okay, so like let, 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 let's take it all the way there. Down the Monko, Monko. Players make great coaches. Great coaches don't make players. We got to chill out. The Spurs had that advantage uh, overseas because they spent more on scouting, and they got Manu and they got Tony at a, you know at prime places in the draft. Now everybody does that, so they're not you know getting those same gems. And it's back to square one, baby. I can't wait till the Spurs are relevant because I'm tired of this Spurs way stuff. I'm tired of this. Uh, well, well, Greg Popovich. Is good. No, bro. It's basketball. Talent first, always. Man, I, I I agree with you. It's it's like it's like um it's like Popovich is 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 like a Slim Charles from the Wire. Like he's gonna fight on that line. Like once that line is out there, he's gonna fight on that line. And he, he, he's trying to run his system, and he doesn't care what happens. But now that Duncan is gone, and and David Robinson is gone, you had these guys that just fit from a personality standpoint. These humble these humble meek guys who had a tremendous game, but now you have to deal with the, these, this AAU generation. They don't care about Popovich. They don't care what him and Tim Duncan did 10 years ago. They don't care about that, and he refuses to kind of change, and he said, we're going to do this quote-unquote the Spurs way. Well, the Spurs way is about to have him back in the lottery. And some men just don't I, like I to don't, be I mean, that sounds like sound, that sound good, but I don't think they're going to fall off. They're not going to fall off that far. No, not yet. Not, 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 yet. not yet. Not yet. Not, not, not okay. yet. But you know what? Oh, but you know what? But he should have he taken that risk, though, B. Austin. Like, like getting DeRozan, because what I hear, and what I hear, if it's true, is kind of selfish on Popovich uh, on his part. Like, uh-huh. he wanted a deal like this over all the young pieces and draft picks that the Sixers, Celtics, and Lakers were offering them because, as long you know, he might only coach another year or two. So while he's coaching, he doesn't want any rebuilds or any projects or anything like that. So thinking that way, because he has the power to do so, because he's also the president of basketball operations, he's going to cripple the franchise because you do this. Yep. And, and it's not going to make you a contender. And then when it's all said and done, yeah. you could have had all of these building blocks and all of these young players for your team to kind of yeah. get strong when the Golden States, the Houstons, and all of those teams start to, you know, get a little older hey. and fall off. But look now, at though. he's trying to keep par with those guys as much as he can while knowing you're not going to beat them. He might be wasting the organization's time a little bit. 
Since, since, since Duncan mm. and them left. Think about this, though. People act like Aldridge wasn't asking to get out of there just like a couple of years ago himself. Like, every, they had to talk like, him out of it. Duncan, he just wasn't able to talk to, Kawhi out to, of it. Yo, they had to. Yeah. They literally had to talk him out of it. He wanted out. Like he really wanted out. So after Duncan and them were gone, all of the their best players are asking to get out of there. Like put this all together in one big piece. Think about it. No one. Let's see what happens with the Roses when his contract comes up. Like their best yeah, players or, are trying or, to get away from this guy. Things don't go bad, and we start hearing about how DeRozan and Marcus and Lamarcus are an albatross on the on the salary, and they're going to make us pay the luxury tax. And then we start seeing the the pro Spurs leaking. I have never seen a player's reputation be uh, as as dirty as Kawhi's was. This was hard work. Especially when he's not saying nothing. Play defense guy. (laughs) But all of a sudden, through the Spurs leak, this dude became the anti-teammate, don't want to play. You know, he's he's not hurt. He can play. (laughs) Yeah. I will say this. I will say this. Yo, Tony Parker's company man ass did throw him under the bus and then ended Ooh, up then on left. another team. That was, and then left. Yeah, oh, that was like interesting. Listen, oh, can I, yo, can they, I throw, they, out, they, can I throw yo, out that other thing? Uh, this uncle talk that they they doing is getting real uncomfortable in me with, with certain circles. Yeah, his uncle doesn't know what he's doing, and he's doing this and that. Don't that sound familiar, man, when people start all of a sudden they start calling people street agents and stuff like that? Like, yeah, yeah. These raggedy but the crazy, that are like, players to me, the, the most okay. amazing, the most amazing part about it is the uncle or whoever he is. I don't even know what he looks like. He hasn't said anything. Nobody's saying anything. They're getting thrown <laughs> right. under the bus without even saying anything. And it's crazy because you offer this man two hundred mil, he turns you down. Now all of a sudden, he's he's everything under the sun. Like this is like when a dude try to talk to a girl and she shoot him down and he just start going in on it. Yeah, we'll have a be like bitch. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You left there a minute ago. He's losing $80 million, they tell him. And then it starts to sound like uh, these black people wouldn't be protesting if it wasn't for these outside agitators. They ain't letting him think for (laughs) We don't know what Kawhi thinks. And this is my my great guess right here, and I think we're going to find out in the next couple years. I think Kawhi is L.A. as hell, and he thinks all them dudes down there is corny, and one day we're going to find out Kawhi kicking in a different way. We're going to hear that dude talk. It's going to be Ivan mm-hmm. Fields, joyous laughter, and good as talk. And I think we just going to oh. find out he's like none of this. Hey, Nash, all his words going to start with a B. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I want to go to the Lakers. He's like, he going to say, I want to go to the Lakers, not the blippers. <laughs> the blippers. <laughs> They don't want to sit that up and play Uno with Tony, Tony Parker. Maybe them dudes is corny, man. Like, we never think about that. But, yeah, man, I, I'm tired of Pop. Even though he's an all-time great, he won playing slow, he won playing fast. I give him all his due. But we're going too far, man. It's damn near like Brad Stevens last year's playoff. We're going too far with this coaching stuff. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, man, no doubt. Thanks for your call as always, man. We always look forward to it. And we'll holler so, at you hopefully so, next week, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, you were trying to say something else? Oh, no, nah, man. I muted myself, man. We good. Oh, okay. Appreciate it. Oh, oh, all right. Now, it's, it's <laughs> I know you were trying right, to say man, something else. All right, it. man. We'll at you next week. <laughs> nah, man. That, yo, that's yo, always yo, a good yo. call there. Hey, Dev, what's that? Uh, what was they calling um, after timeout plays? Was it AT, uh, AT, was it ATL? 
They were calling after timeout plays, uh, talking about Brad. Hey, Brad T.O., after timeout. Oh, yeah, they, they okay. made up a whole uh, They made up a whole yeah, acronym yeah, yeah. for it. Now, I ain't going to front, as much as I trash Doc Rivers, that was always his specialty, and they ain't make up no acronym for him. Come on, Yo, man. Doc Rivers is the ATO guy. He wasn't he got the great white Brad Stevens. The ATO guy. I'm like, no yo, I never heard this phrase before, and now everybody going in about it. But anyway. All right, it's it's a couple of we don't even gotta rap about it because we're gonna get back into this basketball stuff in a minute. But we 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 got some grind topics that we definitely gotta grind up. There's some crazy stuff going on. But in the NFL, um, Le'Veon Bell is unhappy. Um, I believe the Steelers offered him a seventy million dollar contract, something like that, and he wants Must more. Be he nice. says, "Always <laughs> gotta talk about the guarantees, brother." Always got to talk yeah. about the guarantees. No, I don't. I don't think the guarantee was bad. I still think. I think he wants more because he says he catches like a wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? He totes that thing out of reception. the backfield yeah. like a mug. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to get paid different than other running backs. That's the. Yeah, um, yeah. That's I'm the not mad. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. I heard his explanation. He said, "I if you count my receptions, I would be a top a top fifteen wide receiver in the league. And then I had thirteen hundred yards rushing. I was number See, three they, running back. Uh, I, and I I'm not against the dude. I want him to get his money. But there's context yeah. to that too, because wide receivers ain't running out of the backfield catching dump offs most of the time. So it's like that's not fair. True He's indeed. not running the route tree, and you know doing what wide receivers do. So just because you have just as many receptions, like." They could easily change their offense, even if it's just to be spiteful, and they won't be doing much with the running back out of the backfield. So, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that part, but they offered him uh, a five-year deal, and I think over the first two years of the deal, he was going to be guaranteed to make $30 million over those uh, first two. Um, I don't know. He wants, uh, I think he wants 17. He wants 17 per, and he wants a three-year guarantee, I believe, three or four. Okay. All right, well, you know, <laughs> shout-out to him. We'll see. Because um, he, he has the tag, so he's scheduled to make about 14 and a half uh, this year. But a lot of people are starting to think right. that it's, la- it's going to be his last year in a Steeler uniform because they don't seem to want to play ball at the level that he wants to play ball. So we'll see. Um, Also in NFL contract news, the Falcons are not giving Julio Jones a contract extension. Um, So (laughs) basically, I mean, it doesn't mean that they can't modify his contract this season with, you know, incentives or anything like that, but they're not going to extend this deal. Um, and, of course, if he holds out and he doesn't report to training camp, he's subject to a fine of $40,000 per day. So uh, I think I think mm. what, he, what he wanted was three extra years. I'm sorry, he has three years, $34.5 million left on his deal. Because, um, you know, a couple of years ago he signed that uh, five-year $71 million deal with $47 million guaranteed. So for the 2018 season, he's due to make $10.5 million. 
he wants to extend now. I don't see. That's the thing. I don't. I don't know if they're saying we're not interested in in, in extending you. Period. They don't want to do it right now. So this must be kind of a a, a wait and see type season. I guess you know this is the season where they're going to decide the, might be whether or not the they want to. Right. They want to make sure he's he's worth the extension. Um. So that's that's the contract issues going on in the NFL right now. And one last thing, our stat of the week, um, Liz Cambridge, is that her her name? Y'all know NBA, WNBA yeah, players, man. Liz Cambridge, Cambridge or Cambage from the Dallas Wings, she on Tuesday broke the WNBA single game scoring record with a 53-point um, game. So uh, shout-out to Liz. Big six eight chick, I think maybe from Australia or something like that. Um, yeah, that's about all we got. Aboriginal Jones. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Liz. All right, so real quick before Jimmy gets us into these hot topics, you guys can check out our website, warroomsports.com. You know the drill. Go there, check everything out. Uh, look around, take your time, listen to some archive shows, buy some merchandise, do whatever it is you need to do. But if you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics, that number is 323-410-0012. Just press 1 when prompted. But if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. So we're going to get into some quick grind topics before we get back into what's happening on the NBA front. Yes, sir. It's time to talk about what happened while you were on the grind. And that is brought to you by Sports the Book. Smart people only read the sports. If you haven't read this, you're probably a nerd or a loser, or you try to talk to chicks, and when they turn you down, you get your San Antonio Spurs on. Nonetheless, you can get your book at uh, sportsthebook.com or just go to warroomsports.com, but do not miss out on Sports the Book. Listen, man, um, some crazy stories, man. Get your Donald Trump on. I ain't coming. You ain't invited anyway. But you did invite. <laughs> yo, yo, this first story is 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 benoodles, is out of control, but it's also amazing, yo. So a man called the cops to LA Fitness because he got um he got hit with a hard screen in a pickup basketball game, and the screen yo, was so hard that my man stopped the game and called the cops. Yo, he stopped the game, uh, walked out of the gym, went to the front desk, and phoned the police. Now, of course, there's more context to it. I dug, you know, because it's an L.A. fitness, you know, in Virginia, close to where I live. Um, so I guess these guys had had some words and some physical play in the in the in the moments leading up to it. But still, it was described by every witness there as a really hard screen. Dude fell to the ground, just like Jimmy explained it. There was no extra. You know, he didn't try to punch him. He didn't do any of that. This guy literally went and called the police <laughs> because of a hard screen. Now, this like it's amazing. It even has some comedy to it, but if this trend, which is probably nothing new, but the fact that now we're documenting all of them because of social media, this tr- calling the police on black people, yo, it's getting tired, it's getting dangerous. You know, Everyone already knows the fight that we're locked into, you know, with how we're treated by the police anyway. So 
without even exaggerating, like you could be endangering somebody's life by that's, that's calling the, the police for these non-emergency situations. And at the very least, what you're doing is wasting the police's time calling them for this stuff that's not an emergency. 911 is supposed to be an, an emergency line. So we're calling them on that, little the kids selling water, dudes setting screens, people barbecuing in the park. Like, we're doing too much right yeah. now, man. No, 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 no. We, not we. We aren't doing too much. They are doing too much because the people that are making these phone calls understand. They know what's in the public eye. They know the struggle that we're locked in, as you call it. They understand that they don't care. In fact, some of them, deep down, are okay with the result because in their mind, the status quo and the power structure, they are a part of it. It works for them. I should be able to do this. So what? You guys complain too much. Or... Maybe that will happen and we'll have one more dead, one less of them to deal with. It's just white supremacy rearing its ugly head. This is the reality of the country that we live in and the time which we live in. So I I laughed at it, and, you know, my initial thought was that I have to find another planet to live on because it's getting too soft, but... When you really think about it, it goes beyond just the softness of society. This is this is racism and white supremacy. This is what it is. They they know they can call the cops on us. Yeah. Yo, what here's the is. thing, right? The most amazing part about this is the cops came, the gentlemen talked, the cops left, and they went back in the gym and said, check ball, and kept balling. <laughs> That, yeah. to me, is the most craziest thing. Because if this happens to me, yo, how do you just go back and say, yo, check ball? Right. And this is, this, he's used a regular. That, that Even the dude who called, he's a regular. But, like, how do you go back there every day after doing that? Like, you made national and if you go, if you, <laughs> if you go back there, y'all picking teams, and you pick the boy <laughs> that called the cops, like, 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 if, like, you know, you hope you don't get last pick and he's left. Like, there's no way, I don't care what kind of game he got, nobody's going to pick dude early. Then again, some of y'all so do have y'all enough, y'all do he have the balls to even go back there? <clears throat> I mean, he was in there after, like Jimmy said, he was in there because they, the dude who had the camera, he was uh, the guy who called, who called the, the cops. cops. He was sitting on the side, side with his back against the wall, against the wall. and he, he no. even and said something to him. Yo, your echo is ridiculous. I know. Yo, it's, you it's are gone. echoing <laughs> crazy. It's gone. I know what it was. My bad. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's weird, man. Like, how do, how does he go on going to that LA fitness? He got to find another gym to go to, man. Yo, ball went, but the ball he got the cops called on. He went back and was like, "Yo, check ball." Like, ball is life, but y'all drawing. I'm about to say sometimes you just want to get your <laughs> you want to get your hoop on, man. Ain't got time for all the nonsense. Uh, ball, ball, ball. That's crazy, man. Right, so what else happened, man? man? It's crazy world. This, this is this is an, this is this is an older story, but every once in a while it comes back up. But it's interesting to see the comments on it. Um. About Spencer Haywood, because uh, you know this is talked about in several different books, um, and several. But every Ooh. once in a while, a meme or something goes around and brings the story back up. But uh, like I said, in several NBA books, it's talked about, so we know it to be fact. And I mean, he's already admitted it as well that um, Spencer Haywood is an amazing basketball player. By the way, for those who don't know, he was uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. So I mean, you know, not that that means you're great, because shout out to Joe Dumars. <laughs> but uh, at yeah. the time, shout Nike, out to Mo Nike, Cheeks. Uh, 
<laughs> yo, yo, shout to Bill Bradley. But yo, listen. So um, at the time, um, <laughs> Nike Nike wasn't what it is now. Um, and they were looking to build their brand. And Spencer Hayward was one of the better basketball players, so they came to him. I mean, um, it was actually to sign him. At the time. <laughs> yeah, true. Pretty much nothing. Um, shot to Phil Knight, and it's actually in his book as well. Um, called the Shoe Dog. So shot to Phil Knight. But anyway. They made it. They tried to make a deal with Spencer Haywood, and they offered him equity in the company, um, which was unproven. I just want to keep saying that it was unproven equity in the company or a hundred grand. And according to Haywood, he listened to his agent and took the cash because they didn't know what Nike would be. Um, boom! Nike is a Fortune 500 company, and that equity stake would have been like well over like 12 billion dollars. He would have been a billionaire at this point if he would have took the equity instead of the hundred grand in cash. Um, you know, it's interesting to like to see people's response to the story on both sides because, um, obviously, like, you know, my <laughs> my perspective is a little different somewhere in the middle because I see people say Nike wasn't nothing, then I would have took the cash too. Cool, I understand that perspective. Now, other people say he's a fool; he didn't take the equity, but they're looking at what Nike is, not putting themselves in that position. But to me, he could have, like, worked off, like, somewhere in the middle. Give me 50 grand and, and you know what I'm saying, 5% of the company. Because to me, this <clears> isn't your traditional uh, give me a deal to uh, put my name on your water. This is him doing yo, it himself. Yo. You're, you're right. At some point, at some point, you have to, quote, unquote, truck. Oh, go ahead. My bad. I was going to say 50 and 6 puts him at $6 billion. Sheesh. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Fifty years, you could have took five percent and still been at five billion. But I'm saying, like, so at some point, you have at to some point, yourself. you got to have the mentality to quote unquote trust the process. Like, you know, okay, this is a startup. Um, I don't know what they're going to be, but you know enough about them right now that you're about to wear their shoes and take their money. So, like, at, at, you know, right. bet on right. yourself. <laughs> I don't know because a lot of people, you know, everybody speculated on why he didn't take it and. You know, from what I found, what my what my initial speculation was is kind of on point because I was like, well, that was a time when dudes would just listen to their agents and lawyers without even caring about knowing about your own business. They take care of everything. You make the deal. You just tell me what's happening. And, and that's really what it was. His agent, like Jimmy says, saw dollar signs for himself on the commission tip, so he took the cash. That's understandable for an agent because even even this, like if the agent made this deal, then he would be entitled to a lot of money right now too. But agents don't generally think like that because they're thinking about the time span of a relationship with an NBA player. And back then, you know, I don't think, you know, people were really thinking about these lifetime client-agent deals that they do now because dudes weren't brands like that back then. So back then, an agent is trying to get you as much cash as possible because he's just looking to line his own pockets. So he gave him terrible advice, which comes back this many years later to really, really bite you in the butt. Now, back then, $100,000 is like the equivalent to $500,000 now. By half a mil. Right, so it's like... I don't know. It's like, of course, it's easy for us to say, man, for a hundred thousand, hundred thousand, I ain't doing that. Okay, so, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. A hundred thousand dollars was a lot of money back then. But, dude, <laughs> we didn't but, you know, know what Nike was going to become. But either way, you would have had equity in the company for nothing. You wouldn't have had to do anything out of your pocket. 
You know what I'm saying? They were, you know, they were just giving you the equity for wearing their shoes. That's 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 something that you have to take in any era. Well, see, that, I can't and, and even call why, this hindsight. Why, but see, that's why for me, it's not, it's not, it's not even just like some of these other deals. This is a basketball shoe, and you're a basketball player, so they align. So what you're doing is you're betting yourself. This is at a time when Converse is what it is because of Dr. J and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. So it's like you see this, and to me, that's why I said, okay, well, let's split the difference. Just take half equity, half cash, and move forward. Um, but also I recognize, too, that he had to make this mistake for the guys today to do what they do. So right. a lot of guys in the past didn't get equity, and it's these, these kind of stories are why guys are, like, essentially standing on the shoulders of giants. And this is throughout exactly. all industries, whether it's basketball, entertainment, you know, whatever it may be, you know, even even people to the point where their regular nine to five jobs are understanding the importance of, you know, saving and getting equity or something. Um, so people basically had to fall for everybody else to like, you know what I'm saying? Had to crawl. Skyview, who, who's a homie of Spencer Haywood, he's in the chat room. He says, devil's advocate, would you have taken equity in Spalding basketball shoes five years ago? Parentheses, Mario Charmer, yeah. Jimmer Fredette, et cetera. Yes, I would have, yeah. because this yeah. equity is not being paid for out of my own pocket. You know and what I'm saying? So, the point you're so if I'm aware of Bobo, then why can't I get a piece of the Bobo company? Like, <laughs> yes, well, also, I would have. You named Bo, you name Bobo players too. So my thing is, um, right. <laughs> you gotta understand. <laughs> Steph, uh, yo. Steph, Steph's got equity in Under Armour, which is one of the reasons he's with Under Armour and not with Nike. Uh, uh, there's other stories too, but. Under Armour yo. offered him equity, which is one of the right, big ones. Right, because straight-up pay? Nike, you know, these dudes can't beat Nike paying players what, straight what, up. What what he just said, what Skyview just said is ill-informed because Spalding is a bobo shoe, but as a company, <laughs> I'd like you to check the enterprise value I didn't even know Spalding made shoes, real talk. Of but you asking me a question? <laughs> yeah, I took it. Yo, so it's like, it's like the, the equal type deal today. You give me Spalding. a half a million dollars in Spalding shoes, which Man. I've never even heard of. I'm taking it. <laughs> no, I'm, but but it, they said Spalding, so not just Spalding shoes. Spalding the company. Let's assume it's Spalding, the basketball maker. Yo, that's that that that. Which is an NBA partner. Yeah, Yo, why but we could take it somewhere take, else. We could play. We could play. We could play devil's advocate with something even less than that. And, and and I, you know, of course, like, we live in a time where we've learned from people's mistakes, so we're all a little more business savvy than a Spencer Haywood or someone someone like that back hey, then. But at this way, very moment, yeah, just, with what I know about Triple B, if Uncle Var called me and said, yo, if you wear these Lonzo 2, these Zo 2s, you know what I'm saying, and, and you sponsor the brand, you know, you be an endorser for the brand, I give you half a million dollar equity in the company. I'm taking it, and I have no faith in that company right now. Hey, but also, also, but I'm taking quick, it just quick. in case. Uh, real and quick, I get free Skyview. Say no to that. Skyview, Skyview. Let me answer this question to you. Uh, just just also to no. point out, to point something out to you that you may or may not know. Spalding is actually owned by Russell Brands, like Russell Athletic Brands. Um, so the stock right. was in Russell Athletic Brands, not necessarily Spalding. Spalding was a subsidiary. The stock was in Russell Athletic. And since that time, Russell Athletics was uh, 
bought by Berkshire Hathaway, so all the Russell stock converted to Berkshire Hathaway. And say less because you understand what Berkshire Hathaway is. So if right. they took yo, go deal, look at Berkshire Hathaway they, stock share price. Means, go look at their share price. And for those who don't know what Berkshire Hathaway is, that is the holding company of Warren Buffett. And if you don't know who Warren Buffett is, kill your mom. Kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. Um, <laughs> and your mom. Now, now, now. So my point is, my point, my point is, if they would have made that deal and stay held on to that stock, that means they would be currently be sitting on Berkshire Hathaway stock. Um, yeah. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave you with that, Skyview, to answer your question. Not saying that everything works out that way, but the fact of the matter is, when you bet on yourself, I mean, you may fail, but you may not fail. So take some cash, some equity. When LeBron does deals now, like the deal he did with the pizza chain, the deal he did with anything, LeBron only takes yeah, he don't take cash. no paychecks. He don't take no paychecks. Yeah, only you, you got he, – even if he takes a paycheck, he takes part check, part equity. Like, that's how you got to yeah. deal with, like, you know. But the thing is, Bron has also had the advantage of sitting back and seeing the mistakes that a Dr. J had made, that a Spencer Heatwood has made. You know I mean, and plus, so now, he's, plus he's – and he's already rich. So, if, you know, something yeah. don't work out, oh, well. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would – you know, I, I wouldn't think I was out of line in guessing that in 1973, Spencer Haywood probably wasn't a rich man. Um, he may not have been a rich player. man, but, he, I, I, but 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 the thing is, though, he was. I think that a rel- he was rich, relatively speaking, because he was one of the better players in the league. And million dollar contracts mm-hmm. were around him, but before then, because um, Wilt and and Russell like cracked the bank and started getting the hot, you know, seven figure deals. So he came in '73. I'm not. I don't know what his salary was, but. If I had to speculate based upon the numbers he was putting up back then and his place in the game, I, I think that he was he was well-to-do playing basketball. I mean, obviously it's not what uh, guys make now. Um, well, you know, in 73, heroin was strong, and then Coke was on the way. So uh, Yeah, he, he might have yeah, he, he gave, he, he gave his dealer like, uh, like <laughs> half of those kids. Shout out to Pee Wee Trillers. It would be a Colombian bull right now with 10% of uh, Nike stock. But um, Scabby said he's familiar with the whole backstory, but Spalding, the actual basketball shoe, has gone bust. Eh? Maybe. Maybe. Chances you take. I got the shares now. (laughs) Chances you take. I got the shares now. I don't care about them shoes. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) You you know, the the sad part about this is, right, like I said, this story comes up every once in a while, and the sad part about this is, and um, I forgot what Booker was mentioned in, um, and it might have been even a Nike book that I read this in, is that because of this story, his whole legacy Scott, is kind of like said, but the shoes were ugly. Yo. I know, people forget how good he was. Yo, forget he was a 20-10 like guy for his career. Yo, hold he, up. In his rookie season, financial in, his rookie savvy season in his rookie season, he played every game, and he averaged 30 points and 20 rebounds. Like, Yo, this dude he, could ball. He was a man. He yeah, was yeah, a he man. he could really ball. And he played balled out. He balled out in them hundred thousand dollar Nikes. Okay. Yeah, his his career average is twenty and ten. Like even after his like lower seasons as he got older, damn, he still average. He still averaged out to over twenty and ten just based upon the early work that he put in. So he's a, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. So Agent he's a legit, he's a legit player. <laughs> he's a legit player, but that he's story almost as good as LeBron. Like, yo, that story is kind of like you know it haunts him, and I mean he said that it haunts him. Yeah, and, he didn't want um, to talk about you know, it. He liked talking about it, though. 
Yeah, he like talking about it because he, he, he trying to know that he, he would have been Mike way he before Mike. Yeah, exactly. He tried to get props off of what he could have did. You know, I could have did this for all these dudes. One of them type of old heads. I could have mm-hmm. did this. Anyway, <laughs> um, played yourself. <laughs> I got yo man. Take, take the equity, man. Don't hashtag no Haywood. I got no. Um. Anyway, man. Um, <laughs> you tripping? I'm taking speaking, that. I'm taking that big baller brand equity. The triple B. No, I'm no, if kangaroos, if, if, yo, if, if kangaroos came and offered me equity right now, I'm taking it, and I'm going to rock my ruse like I'm walking <laughs> Peyton. <laughs> yo, triple yo. British Knights, yo. French Toast. I'm rocking for British what, Knights, though. Here's the one thing that, that, that's never talked about, and no one's ever gave me a good answer to this, is um how Carl Malone got an L.A. Gears uh, sneaker deal, because... <laughs> And why, 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 why did nobody ever cook Carl Malone for wearing LA gear? Like no one has ever cooked him. He needs to be cooked for that because y'all know what LA gear stand for. But I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, when he had him, I didn't know what it stood for back in the day. I found out later. But yeah, he gotta be deserve. he gotta be cooked in retrospect. Anyway, um. <laughs> Speaking of people, yo, I'm gonna cool. go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and play myself and tell y'all that I actually don't know what it stands for, but I figure it has something to do with EJ Johnson. Well, here's yeah. what I'm gonna tell you: what it stands for. LA Gear stands for Lady Athletic Gear, and Carl Malone was their basketball shoe sponsor. Right, because um, it was so, a, the, the company was big on aerobics gear back in the yep. '80s. Wow, and, you know aerobics. Everybody did aerobics wow. was basically ladies in the '80s. Yeah, and Richard Simmons. I was like. <laughs> yeah, right. Yo, um, so as I as I said, EJ Johnson was involved somehow. Any, yo, anyway, let's move forward though. Let's talk about uh let's talk about LeVar Ball and his uh, league, the JBA. I don't know if you guys seen the video, but a JBA coach he verbally and physically um uh assailed the players Abused on the game. Player. Yo, he he was like, yo, he he talked greasy to him, pushed him. The boy looked at him. He's like, what you gonna do? Well, he didn't say what yo, you he gonna do. He, he said, I will f you up, yo. young boy. Yo, that's 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 really like you know how disrespectful it is to diss somebody and then ask them what are they going to do. See, but that's another thing that shows you that you know this league is bunk because you got these nobody ass coaches disrespecting the players because the players are nobody. They're a bunch of high school cats. Like you're not going to talk to a real professional basketball player like that. No, you know what I'm saying. People learn their lessons for that. You know, shout out to PJ Carlissimo. Yo, even in the Yo, street though, this, it makes me La- think about how, It makes me think about how this how disrespectful. Like, and you're in the middle of a confrontation, asking somebody a question about what they're going to do to you. That's you know how disrespectful. Yo, that might be worse than like do? punching somebody. Like you push somebody like, what you going to do? Like you're really testing their manhood. That's underrated. Asking a question in confrontation is underrated. What's wrong? Levar what, took what some, really um, he took do? some fire because. He wasn't saying much about it before, but I think they forced his hand. Say something about everything Cause else. Cause they, cause yeah, they're saying he, you know, he's always outspoken. But he, he said something. Um, he said it's it's in house. It's in house. We're gonna do what we need to do. It's just the intensity of the game. It's not like the guy's a bad character beating up kids or something like that. But my sons just scored 171 points. Both of them had triple doubles. Nobody's talking about the positive. So you, <laughs> yeah. I don't want that equity. Yo. I don't want that equity. He just put that right around. Yo, he's trying to get that NBA promotion on, yo. We got to get these yo, boys in the league. Yo, Var should have really walked to the microphone and said, we handled it. What y'all going to do? 
But then he said this. He said, when, since he brought his sons up, they said, what would you have done if he did that to one of your sons? He said, I'd knock him out. How's that? Violence shall be met with violence. Like I said, I'm not condoning this at <laughs> <Yeah>. all. <laughs> Yo, this whole demeanor change, he's talking about the ball boys. We don't play that here. We don't play that. Yo, I don't want that equity. Yeah, you can hit somebody else's son, but you ain't going to hit my son. I take it. I see people standing yo. in line to pay this man five hundred dollars for some thirty dollars shoes. Yo, Vard drawn, man. Vard drawn. So speaking of Vard drawn, last story real quick before we get some birthday shout outs. Um, you know, Levar tried to troll again and get in the news, um, basically saying that in his prime he would have beaten LeBron James because he was basically too strong and nobody he's gonna back him down. Nothing worth yeah. even, like really getting into. Basically the same thing he said about Mike. He said, I was 270 pounds, benching 500. All I got to do is back you in. I lift them up off their feet. I was a bad mamma jamma. My will to win was too hard, one-on-one. I bet on myself all day. LeBron is too weak. (laughs) I'm like, all right. Uh, I mean, you know how it is, man. Sales are slow. League might be slow. LeBron got to go out and say something silly. I get it. The world we live in. I don't condone it, but I get it because that's what sells. Yo. That's what gets attention. We talk about it every day. Attention. Yo, real quick, I had that stop. Yo, shout out, shout out to Casey Mack. Shout out to Casey Mack. He's in the in the group chat talking about Dan Berkshire is two hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars per share, and I was explaining that's to him how B. Austin got five shares. B. Austin got five <laughs> shares. So anyway, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Scavi is still in here defending his man. How many poor investments are there to athletes, to the successful ones? (laughs) Yeah, but you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. (laughs) You you loyal. Got to take them shots. You you miss 100% of the shots you do not take. (laughs) Rent them spoons. to cut that check. (laughs) Rent them spoons. At least my man. At least my man went in with the inflatable furniture. He tried. Yes, he did. <laughs> he took yes, the he shot. Did. Shout out to Rahi. Yeah, shout shout out. Ishmael. Shout out to Rahi. The shout, Rocket Ishmael. Shout out to George Clooney, who's the second richest entertainer this past year because he took equity and didn't take cash. <laughs> but that's either here or there. Yo, George Clooney don't even act no more. He's just somewhere hollering at Young Joe. He don't. And he's still rich. He, would, he out there cooking, they dumbass. <laughs> Shout out to Swag C <laughs> Alright so uh, Some quick Well before we even do the birthday Shout outs uh, there's a few people on here That deserve A little bit of this heat um, LeVar for just being LeVar of course uh, Then we got the dude that's calling Cops on people for getting a hard screen Set on him Um Spencer Haywood definitely for for what he did back in 1973, and your man, uh, the coach who out here headbutting his players and then asking them what the hell they gonna what do. You gonna, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? <laughs> All right, real quick before we get least. Three or four more minutes on these NBA trades. Let's just give some quick birthday shout-outs, and the birthday shout-outs are brought to you by your maker because he's the one who made your oh. birthday possible. <laughs> I'm not talking about Thon and his jump-kicking ass. 
Um, <laughs> so having a birthday today. Where's my list here? Shout out to uh, Rick Ankiel, MLB fame. He turns 39. Vitaly Klitschko, one of the Klitschko brothers, one of the Drago brothers, turns 47 years old. Leroy Butler, I will formerly of the <laughs> the Green Bay Packers, he turns 50. Damn, Leroy Butler is 50. Teresa yeah. Edwards, formerly of WNBA fame, she's 54 years old. Jason Stark. Baseball reporter, 67 years old, and we like to give a rest in peace shout-out to the homie, Stuart Scott, uh, born July 19, 1965, and we all know he passed away after his battle with cancer um, on January 4th of 2015. So we like to give everybody a nice war room salute on their birthdays. Shout-out. Rest in peace. Happy birthday. All right. So quickly, well, I'm not even going to do that because we only got a few minutes left, so we're not taking any more uh, phone calls. Unless y'all want to take one, we got one on the line. Um, but we're about to get into this NBA talk, and then we'll take a quick 30-second phone call. So, Jim, you want to get us into this NBA talk so we can get this this caller, yes, the last sir. caller of the night? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It's time to talk about the NBA rap, and that's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Listen, here's what you got to do. You got a trash website, Wix website. I don't care what you do for a living. If you run a business, if you're a lady of the evening, whatever you do, if you're a Myra, you got to go to Digital Extreme Tech. You go to DigitalExtremeTech.com or call 267-205-4203 and get you a discount by saying, hey, yo, I heard this in the war room. Now, let's talk about some basketball, man. We went into the trade. That's all we playing. Don't ever say I ain't look out for you, man. We letting you on the line. You got 30 seconds because we about to be out of here. What's up, Rob? Yo, what's up, man? All, all I got to say is, yo, subscribe uh, to the Warlock, LeBron uh, fan. The Warlock, the Warlock, uh, page. Yo, holla at me when your team has won championships for the last 10 years. You know? Anyway, yo. yo um, and, uh, Who was that yo, for? I who, I, who that shot to? Shout to the Sixers, man. But you know what? I'm a Lakers fan. Oh, that shot was rough. Damn, what we do to you? I'm talking to be honest. I'm talking to be honest. I'm talking to be honest. That was the honest. Oh, you talking to me. He he, try, he uh, mad at me because I called him out for defending EJ and loving loving on EJ. Oh, okay. Yeah, you might see me all blue, all red, every day, every day. I'm a 50 Tyson. Uh, I ain't no okay, real. Okay, all, 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 Shout out to y'all. You know, first of all, I want to give a uh, salute to the world champions, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. I was gonna, I want to ask y'all a question because we already know the weakness of the last couple of years has been a secondary, right? Should the and me uh, and Beyonce went back and forth with the Super Bowl. Should the secondary coach get fired because damn. you know, I, because 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 no 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 yeah, but. I can live with Gronkowski. I can't live with Chris Hogan, Edelman. I can't live with eight yards off the ball. It's been going on the last Damn. couple of seasons. Yo. And you can draft and DBs Yo. and DBs and DBs. I'm not like, firing just... nobody, man. We just won the Super Bowl. Yo, what the hell is wrong with you, dog? We just won yeah. the Super Bowl. Fans, fans get spoiled very quickly, man. Yo. Yo. <laughs> 
We were just the fan base getting clowned year after year because we never won a Super Bowl. Now we win one. Yeah, let's get let's fire people because we better than this. Goddammit, we can't. We, we can't spend no time on this, but to be honest, our secondary performed very well, and we focus on safety development, and we have quiet as kept one of the best secondaries at the safety position in the league, and we upgraded that corner. What is they got cooked about? in the Super Bowl, but who was going to make it to the Super Bowl and not get cooked by Brady and the Patriots? We still won the game. Yeah, by one of the greatest, arguably one of the greatest <laughs> quarterbacks ever. But come on, man. What's wrong with you, dog? Yo, on, right. to the, on, to the, on to the trade, man. What's up? All right. Oh, 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 all right. That's it. Y'all have a blessed day, man. Keep doing y'all things. Uh, right. right. You too, man. Shout Much love, Rob. Much love, shout love my dog. Yo. Try not to kiss Yo, me during right. the mouth, man. <laughs> hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Didn't another trade happen today? Are you talking about Mello? Stay Mello. Mello. <laughs> Melo Mello went to the Hawks and then the Hawks uh, chopped his dumb ass right away. Got cooked. So, um, <clears throat> Melo, uh, who knows? Where's Melo? I don't think they did that? it yet, but I think that's definitely their plan. Oh, their plan is the yeah chopping. Um, yeah, but that's cool. He's either gonna be he's either gonna be a Laker or a Rocket, probably. He went. He got traded for True. the captain uh, Schroeder uh, from Atlanta, the border with the little blonde patch. So he's going to OKC um, to, I guess, back up Westbrook. But uh, and shout out to Nick Foles who beat out Tom Brady for the top spot in all merchandise sales. <laughs> True. Cooked his dumb ass. Yeah, Dev just had to say, I don't know where that came from. I'm looking like where he, where he pulled that from. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> just popped up on my phone. <laughs> Yo, man. All I gotta say, all all I gotta say in closing is this, man. This Kawhi saga, um, you know, or as, or as our brother Savai calls it, mutiny. Uh, it's been kind of hilarious. Um, and one day, they say Kawhi hasn't said a word in the public in four months. That's fire. Although, Yo, you know. Kawhi probably hasn't said a word to himself in four months, man. Yo, Kawhi. you know how difficult that is when you're a, when you're a millionaire athlete? Because, like, yo, Kawhi stays low-key, like small people doorknobs. But anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Bars. <laughs> Bars. Bars. Yo, it's, it's time for us to get out of here, man. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us. 98 Tahoe. Shout out, to everybody. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, those in the group chat. Salute to all y'all. All the calls we called and got through. Salute to y'all. The ones we couldn't get to, we apologize, but we definitely have to get out of here. Special thanks to Fred Purdue for joining us to talk about college football, um, even though he got cooked by Tobias right afterwards. Tune in next week, live right here on demand as we catch up on everything happening around the world of sports. Cooked so is dumbass. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter. Listen, everything we do could be found at the Hub, and you guys know what the Hub is. That's WarroomSports.com. Send that link to your family and friends. Also, get my book, Sports the Book. You can pick it up at SportsTheBook.com or at the Hub, which is WarroomSports.com. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. Don't be a Spencer Haywood. We'll see you next time. Shout out to Jeffrey Lloyd for sending me my jewelry.
Facebook.com. Get that mobile app. It's knocked out. Call it 323-4012. They be going and you sensitive and oh well. Yeah. Physical podcast, the tough push. Showtime like magic in the block push. Listen live, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, pit stop knowledge. Should be in sports credit, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Corporate secret, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.